listening to the Suave Lover Podcast with your hosts, Benjamin Ritter and James Amaro. Suavelover.com, advising gentlemen on the art of romance. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Have you ever met an attractive girl in your life? <laughs> I had met a couple, actually. How did you know that they were attractive? Oh, well, I got really nervous and I couldn't talk to them. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, so I carry around a pocketbook of girls and page one is like a one, like a, you know, not very attractive girl and it goes up. And so I have a book that ranks them and I compare their face to it. You just flip through until yep. you reach mm-hmm. the right page. It's a similar face. <laughs> is it hot or not app? Hold on. Let me take a photo of you. You ever met or worse dated a very very pretty girl who you found to be very unattractive the more you got to know her yeah because you're getting to know her <laughs> oh, you're not supposed to get to know pretty girls james <laughs> just just follow them on instagram or watch uh, them at a bar and buy them a drink there's something that's a little counterintuitive for a guy who understands how attraction works with girls because they think that it works both ways that you see a pretty girl pretty is attractive i mean there are very few things that a pretty girl can do to make herself seem less attractive she can cut her hair short uh put a lot of tattoos stick out her tongue and twerk that might make her a little less attractive a pretty girl is intrinsically attractive for guys though what makes a guy attractive is a totally different constellation of stuff so how do you know that you're attractive to a girl? Beards. Right? <laughs> That's what the media says. Beards and puppies. They have a thing called Puppy Club now. You can just order puppies and get delivered weekly. T- temper. <laughs> I see. What do you throw away the, the used ones? <laughs> People like it. You send it back. Man, you're an attractive guy. Well, why? You know, you ask someone why you're attractive. Well... Uh, you're mysterious, you are funny, it's more a sense of your personality, your level of confidence, how you treat them makes you attractive, not as much what you look like. Right. Let's not discount being handsome. I mean, being called eye candy is a very flattering thing. So when a girl ogles you, that's very flattering. Fine. But it's not that for any real length of time. What becomes attractive in a guy, about a guy, the confidence, the charisma, the way that he holds his gaze, those kinds of things. If you act like an attractive guy, this is the eye contact trick. When you walk down the street, don't be the first to break your gaze out of shame or social self-consciousness. Hold your eye contact. You quickly find other people do way more than you do. They'll break eye contact. Just not with act like you're <laughs> elderly or don't really stare down a cop, buff guy. <laughs> yeah, but if you act like the kind of person who is used to being looked at, being judged, scrutinized, and you can handle it, that's how attractive people are. Attractive people are always getting checked out and looked at. And if you can do the attractive guy thing, before long, you'll come across as just being attractive. There's something about this guy. Bill Clinton is not what we call a face boy, but everybody seems to find him totally captivating when they go into the room because he has this deal where he almost looks right through you and gets to your real self. I mean, he's a famous for charisma where he seems to really take an interest in the person. You know, he gives him a, a real handshake and he gets that pinched face look that makes it look like he's so interested in what you have to say. Now, 
him giving you attention becomes very attractive to a person. Yeah. It's like, wow, apparently guys and gals fall for this guy all the time. So what is attractive about Bill Clinton? Well, one, he is huge social status, right? He's an icon. You he's a star. But he's genuine. Mm. This is what I hear. I don't know mm. Bill Clinton. He's genuine. And the one thing that really makes him stand out is that he remembers you. He remembers the details about you. Uh, There's this whole speech on Bill Clinton and how he knows everyone's name and he never leaves a room without saying goodbye to everyone. Mm. That in itself is an attractive quality. It's the attention, like you said. It's the genuine interest, right, without intent. So those mm -hmm. are attractive qualities that a man can display. It's the confidence, it's mm -hmm. social status, it's lacking a negative intent. Like I'm just trying to take this girl home, which is fine, but there's a way to do it that's not creeperish. Yeah, not mercenary, right. not single-minded. You're not attached yeah. to the outcome. And you are, are unbelievably confident and genuine. The Essentials by Benjamin Ritter is your concise manual for life improvement and success with women. The Essentials has been called a straight-to-the-point lesson in the lost art of being a man. Packed with insights, this book will transform the way you think about dating and relationships. Get your copy of The Essentials by Benjamin Ritter at Amazon.com or in select bookstores today. You make the person, when you act that way towards them, feel like you're familiar and feel like you're almost a close confidant, you mm -hmm. know, and you, they can trust you. When you give someone the ability, you, you literally are giving them the ability to be comfortable with you and trust you, you are paving the road for a lot of things you can do that you wouldn't be able to do if you weren't in that space. People who are trusted, people who are respected, this is what attraction gets you. Those kind of people get a lot more latitude, um, get a lot more opportunity to say and do things with people that when you're on your guard because you're being scrutinized, judged, or trying to make a good impression, you don't get to do. You just don't get to do. You're more inhibited. Uh, you're more self-conscious. You're more reserved. For example, I can say, fuck you, James. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it doesn't mean anything. If I walk down the street to a stranger and I go, fuck you, no one's going to happen. You bet. It's a different level of acceptance. You let me get away with shit because you, you know me. Yeah. And if you're attracted to me, even more. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You get this ability to behave a certain way and people around you will often, hell, very often, feel a certain way around you. They feel good to be around you where they feel relaxed, made at ease. Unfortunately, this word is comfort, and we have a bad tendency <laughs> to yeah. use comfort in ways that don't wind up working. Because you can be supplicating to try to make someone comfortable. You can be highly complimentary. You can be self-deprecating. That can put someone at ease, but it also voids the attraction, and it reduces your standing, and that becomes creepy and weird, too. Yeah, you don't make someone feel comfortable by kind of putting them on a pedestal. No, that's usually not the way to do it, right? Attention, attention, right, attention, right. attention, unwanted attention, right. attention. When you're building familiarity and comfort, you're doing it through your own lens and through your own sense of self. You're not bending over to please the person. 
you're allowing them to not feel judged and you're allowing them to feel that you're interested in them, not trying to make them feel comfortable with whatever situation you're in. Comfort seeking usually is not a healthy behavior. Usually comfort seeking is just avoiding a penalty. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, are you okay? Yeah, oh, what can I do right. for you? What can I get you for you? Oh, are you hurt? That's well, me, yeah. not it at all. Mm -hmm. This is making people be okay with you and okay with themselves around you. And that creates this kind of charismatic snowball that someone like Bill Clinton is able to capitalize on. Whatever audience he's at, giving his speech, whoever is coming to the White House when he was in the White House, whoever now I assume he's helping Hillary campaign, he's in that moment with that person for that time. In other words, Bill Clinton makes them feel that way because that's what Bill Clinton does. Not because there's some magic star alignment where he found a soulmate audience. In some sense, Bill Clinton, regardless of whether or not you find him to be physically attractive now that he's in his 60s and he's starting to turn white, he maintains all those attractive qualities independent of what any given person thinks of him. In other words, the qualities are now part of Bill Clinton. The attractiveness is now part of how he is and who he is. And there's a lot of insight in that. I mean, once you get to be the kind of person who does attractive things, it follows. You're attractive. This particular girl, that particular person may not like you. Plenty of people disliked Bill Clinton. But that doesn't mean that his attractiveness is compromised. His attractiveness is now a quality of Bill Clinton. So when you meet a girl for the first time or have just women in your life, how do you <laughs> act like Bill Clinton? Yeah. What are certain ways you can act in front of a girl that makes them feel more familiar with you? If you assume attraction, you assume that you are the kind of person who is attractive and you're with this particular girl, She's going to find you attractive. I mean, you've kind of got it into your head. The things I'm going to do... I'm going to touch her. <laughs> there are certain things you don't do with strangers, and body contact is one of them. Touching the arm even, just putting your arm around him for a quick second like you do your friends. When you're assuming attraction with someone, you're touching them like you would touch a friend. Yeah. Like you'd touch someone that you know is attracted to you. Or a girlfriend. I mean, yeah. specifically like a girlfriend. A female friend even. You're talking to them like you would a female friend. So topics about sex come up. You're giving them shit here and there, just like you would a friend. Or if you're really attracted to them and you can tell that it's mutual, which, by the way, isn't quite rocket science. If you meet some girls who have been attracted to you, you quickly get that you're kind of given tacit permission to be a little less inhibited. And if that's the case, how would you treat a girlfriend? I mean, if you're, if you're the kind of guy that's who would word. slap an ass then slap an ass. If you're the kind of guy who would ball bust gently, I hope, because at least at first you got to be gentle in your ball busting, then ball bust. In other words, if you're the kind of guy who does certain things with his girl and this girl's attracted to you, you do the things that you do with the girl that you're with. How to Start a Kinky Relationship by James Amaro is the definitive guide to successful alternative romantic relationships. The book has been called Fifty Shades of Grey for Real People. Educational, informative, and irreverent, this book has something to offer anyone who is curious and sexually adventurous. Get your copy of How to Start a Kinky Relationship by James Amaro at Amazon.com or in select bookstores today. If you don't have that many successful previous relationships with a girl, look at how you treat your guys. Look at how you talk to your guy friends. When you feel really comfortable, how are you acting? And 
you probably aren't acting that way with women that you find attractive. Oh, this is the thing is if you think she's attractive, but you don't think it's mutual, you get this weird, paralyzing, self-conscious, and suddenly you're on your best, boringest, best, boringest behavior. Like you're trying to impress her dad rather than trying to get to know her. So the same thing goes for dates or when you want to take somebody out. You make this huge formal occasion when, what do you do with your friends? You go hang out, you do something fun and interesting, or you don't do something fun and interesting and you make it fun and interesting. You're not spending a shit ton of money and you're just treating the situation and the person like you already know them and that they're attracted to you. Yeah. So even when you're kind of like, well, what should I do with the first date? Well, what would you do if it was the 20th date? No kidding. What would you do if they were in your life? What would you do if they were somebody who you have been seeing for a year? The behaviors that you're exhibiting today can help cement the expectations that you'll have for soon thereafter or long thereafter. I think this is very subtle for a lot of guys. I don't understand. We can talk about it and they're like, oh, I get it. Just just act normal. Why can't I attract sixes and sevens, but I can't attract That's what I get a lot is I'm not the same around a six or a seven. I'm, I'm comfortable with a girl I don't find attractive. But then when the girl is hot, I joke. <laughs> It's like, that is precisely the problem. You seem to either be indifferent to the outcome around a girl you don't find attractive, and then you become obsessed about the outcome when the girl is attractive, or alternately, this also seems to happen, oh, yeah, she's, she's not that hot, but she's cute, I'd bang her. Well, why don't you treat the nines or the tens the same way? Women that you find really attractive. What is it about this precious prettiness? I don't think that it helps her. I've talked to a lot of very attractive girls about the way guys are around them and dated plenty of attractive girls and they've got this very common thing boy do guys seem so weird around me (laughs) they seem really normal and then i go talk to them and they don't know what to say and they just are choked up some some girls let it go to their ego often they don't think that they have this captivating charismatic quality they think they're weird They think that guys don't know what to do with them or that they don't know how to treat them like people people. That's frustrating and lonely. And they get used to guys just objectifying them because those are the only confident guys around them. Sure. And they'll (laughs) they'll go with it. They're like, hey, at least this guy's honest about what he wants. Yeah. He treats me like a person. (laughs) Yeah. He slaps my ass when we go hang out. He's not afraid to touch me. Unfortunately, that has this peculiar effect where if you are inhibited early on, it's going to amplify. If you're uninhibited early on, that's going to amplify. So the sooner that you can get into the state where you're comfortable with each other, by manufacturing comfort, that's the point. You pretend you're already comfortable. You assume attraction. You build rapport by assuming rapport. That's why it's confusing. Well, how do I get there? You start there. You just be there. You you this now. You are now in the state of rapport. You are in the state of mutual attraction. You just be there now. But how do I get there? See, then we're talking in circles. You have to start there or assume that or act as if it's true in order for it to become true. And there's not very many other ways around it. One way is to have gone to high school with a girl for four years platonically and then hope she stays in your life. Apart from that, there aren't a lot of ways to get there. Kind of like if you're a salesperson and you're trying to sell a product to someone, you go into a boardroom, you're not trying to sell the product. You're assuming they already need it and want it. Mm. They just need to see it a little bit and get to know it. 
And so you're walking in there already assuming the sale, already knowing that they need the product. And that is going to be so much more effective and is going to change the orientation of how you sell the product than just, oh, you really got to know about this thing. Instead of them already wanting it, you're trying to get them to want it, which doesn't work most of the time. Yeah, very rarely. And so even when you're trying to show the people what they need, sometimes you find out, well, maybe they don't really need that product. Maybe it's not the thing they're looking for. Well, one, you could go, maybe you're not the person for this product and move on. Or if you really want to go change the product a little bit to be a little bit more effective, a little bit more oriented towards what someone's really looking for. Because maybe you aren't really what someone's looking for and you're doing a little bit of internal work. Take that back and you use it for feedback. And then now you can assume attraction in those types of people. Oh, I see what you did. You made it like product development. So when you got the first version of the Mac, which is actually a metaphor for Dick... Then huh. you go in and you show the world the new Mac. Got my Apple. I'll take a bite <laughs> yeah. of my Apple girl. In fact, you are the product. I mean, look, personal self-development is the kind of thing where you're continually improving yourself, making yourself a better kind of a person, the kind of person you'd want to be around if you had a choice, I hope. So you ideally will become the kind of person hot girls want to be around, I hope, because they have a choice and they've gotten to know you and your product offering is that you are this bundle of good experience, social value, nice to be around. It doesn't matter if you go hang out in Turks and Caicos or you're going to watch Netflix. The experience of being around you is a good experience for her or whoever you decide is going to be graced with your presence. Yeah, and sometimes you don't realize that... (laughs) Your presence ain't fucking graceful. Yeah. And that's what you learn. Yeah. You know, if you can't assume attraction, you got to work on being able to assume attraction. You have to know what you're selling is worthwhile. You have to know that you're the the number one product. Or you are the product for a specific type of person that you are trying to sell yourself to. I think that's what... Assuming attraction. Yeah, I think that's the heart of the insecurity for a lot of guys who got stuff going on. They got education, money, looks, charm, and there's a weird insecurity. You've met these guys. I've been coaching them for a long time. And they're the kinds of guys who, by all outside appearances, everybody else is like, well, that guy's got the body and the looks and the money. And it's this ability to believe in the quality of your own product, this funny self-confidence thing that interferes, possibly, probably, maybe, because the guy has had some bad relationships or has a bad history or something. So now it's coloring his own experience. But, you know, you better remember... All you get to show a new person is what they see of you. They don't get all of your bad relationships and all the work you've done and the fact that maybe you were fat in seventh grade or whatever it was that's your little skeleton in the closet. All that stuff ain't there right now. And that's hard to remember. I woke up this morning and I was just not feeling myself. I was feeling bloated as a guy. I got guy bloat. So now you don't feel attractive. Now what happens is you radiate that non-attractiveness and there it all comes apart. You can't assume attraction if you're feeling bad about yourself and how you are. Little trick is before you go out to watch some stand-up comedy, to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, you're amazing. No. Some affirmations. <laughs> I'm smart enough. Mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> Actually, having sex before you go out with someone's really helpful. Talking to a friend. With the person you go out with? No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. No. Listen. It works. So That's weird. Um, Have listen. sex with a stranger before you go out on your first date with somebody. Oh, we're going to be a stranger. <laughs> Have sex with your side chick before you go and try to get a new main. <laughs> 
come on, it's a good tool. Bill Clinton did it. <laughs> you have been listening to the Suave Lover podcast. Visit suavelover.com to become the kind of man that women crave.